0: morning everybody it's dylan james jt and we are trying to recover from last night oh yeah it was a very very good night for the nashville predators we'll talk more about that during our hockey segment in just a little bit but we are in nashville we are in an airbnb If you haven't tried it before you need to because i don't, I don't know about you guys but i've been uh, having a very enjoyable experience in Airbnb, especially this trip. It's a nice apartment we're in. Two bedroom, one bath.
1: Jeez. I just love the fact that we're right right down the street from Vanderbilt and downtown Plaza for Nashville, so it's it's easy to get around.
0: It is easy to get around. And we're right next to the 440, too. So, I mean, if we need to hop on the 440, we can just hop on on. It's great. Hop on on. See, I'm still trying to recover here. It's just not, you know, too much drinking last
1: night. It was, too much. <laughs> well, it, it was a lot of
0: celebratory drinking. Yes, yes, it was. indeed. Um, so we do have a special guest today. He is coming all the way from Mississippi. He hails from the great state of Mississippi, and uh, I sure do. Uh, Hotty Toddy over That's there.
2: Right. Hotty Toddy, gosh already.
0: So if you haven't ever, if you've never seen this video, Carrie Joe is famous as the Ole Miss ball boy. Um. So we're actually in the presence of royalty here, of college football royalty. I don't know about that. You need it's to speak up the microphone. It's
2: your first celebrity guest.
0: Our first celebrity guest. Mm-hmm. Yes. Talk to talk in the microphone. Hello, everyone. There you go. I'm, I'm yeah. the first celebrity guest. You are the first celebrity guest. <laughs> on Out of Bounds. <laughs> Thank you for coming, Carrie Joe. I know you have a a lot on your plate.
2: Some some someone I do. <laughs>
0: I mean, you're not I'm a ball just, boy anymore, but. No. But although you are going to be an equipment manager for an NFL team. Yes. Yeah, so tell, tell the audience there about it'll, that.
2: It'll, it's only for training camp, but it'll be my third NFL team that I've worked with. I'll be working in equipment. That's pretty much what my N is in football. I worked for the Bears for the whole season in 2015, I worked for the Broncos for training camp last season. And then I'll be doing pretty much the same thing
0: for the Buccaneers. See, we're in the presence of royalty, JT. Oh, yeah. It's just incredible. It's incredible.
2: We're too kind.
0: Well, yes. So, um, Jay, Kerry Joe's is going to be joining us today. He'll be talking about everything we're talking about today. So, uh, I'm excited to have him on the show. And we have a lot to talk about today. Especially in the Stanley Cup Final. But we'll get to that very, very shortly. First, we're going to start with some football news. In the NFL, Jeremy Macklin got cut by the Chiefs, and it shocked the whole league, especially his quarterback, Alex Smith. said it was a it was a shocker for him, and uh, you know that's one of their main wide receivers in Kansas City. So, if not their main one, yeah. My question to you guys: Why would the Chiefs cut Jeremy Macklin? First of all, and second of all, let's talk uh, potential landing spots too for, for Jeremy.
1: Well, I don't know for sure if the Chiefs cutting uh, Jerry Macklin was like related on his performance just because, you know, he's had some injury issues and trying to keep it together. And, you know, the league, we've seen crazy moves like this, like right before the season starts. So luckily for Jeremy Macklin, he's going to have some options, not right at this moment, but will we be close to the training camp. I mean, the Jets, the Vikings, Chargers, there'll be some teams out there that'll be interested in his services.
0: Yeah, Kerry uh, Joe, what team do you think would be a good fit for Jeremy Macklin?
2: Don't really have a team off the top of my head, but really any team that needs struggling that is struggling in the receiver game right now, because he'll bring a veteran presence to the team.
0: Yeah, uh, NFL Network, I believe I had it up just a minute ago. Um, they had some potential landing spots for Mister Macklin, and there were four teams listed. Um, it looks like the Ravens, the Rams the Cardinals and the 49ers of those four teams that I'm looking at here. um, I'd probably say that it'd be nice if he went to the Rams. I think that Jared Goff would um, greatly appreciate having another weapon on his, uh, on his team to throw to. And Jeremy Macklin has a uh, very good presence on the field when it comes to the run after the catch too. So I think that he would be a very good asset for Jared Goff and the Rams offensive scheme but like i said i mean with the ravens cardinals and 49ers i mean those are all teams that could use the services of a wide receiver so i mean jeremy jeremy has a market out there for him he will not be on the market very long and we should probably see a deal get made within the next week for jeremy macklin and he will be in uh otas for a team pretty soon so We'll see where he ends up. Um, Let's go over to some college football news. Not really any news, but I mean, kind of like just a tidbit, I guess, or I don't know. Anyway. uh, Well, well,
1: the only thing that was major in college football news this week was that uh, the former Notre Dame quarterback, Miley Zaire, he decided that he's going to transfer to the University of Florida.
2: Yes. Did not know that.
0: Yes. So that's, that's a big news. I know John Cameron, uh, Ann Bailey's brother, is definitely going to be enjoying that one. Um... Also, who would have known that Nick Saban is a bandwagon fan? He uh, (laughs) jumped on the bandwagon for the Preds, and he was seen with his wife in a Predators jersey. And my question to you, fellas, uh, is he a bandwagon fan, or do you think he's always been a Nashville Predators fan? First,
2: (laughs) First assumptions, he's a bandwagon fan.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no team in Alabama, yeah. so I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, you can I, base I guess it, off of geography. I guess yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. It's kind of like with baseball. We didn't have a professional baseball sport, a, a baseball team but here the in in Tennessee. Braves kind. Of, yeah. Don't they
1: consider themselves the team of the South? Really? Yes, for baseball? the Braves Pretty are the team of the
0: South because they are always seen on TBS. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only team. That's that's the only team they would broadcast to the South would be the Braves games. So we were all Braves fans. So it's kind of like that. I can understand if. He is actually a National Predators fan, but he is kind of close to Florida, yeah. so he could be a Florida Panthers fan as well. I mean, he's pretty close He could close have been a sunrise. Thrashers
2: fan back in the day. He
0: could have been a Thrashers fan back in the day. So I, uh, you know, I, I think that I think he's a bandwagon fan. That's just me, mm-hmm. but because he lived in Miami, he could have gone to a few Florida Panthers games. True, true. Well, at that point, where he would probably go to a Tampa Bay game, right?
2: No, because he was in Miami, Florida, Panthers. Yeah, there in Miami. Just, yeah, the
0: Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's, that's right, that's right, so. that's right, that's right, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. I forgot about that. See, I'm still trying to recover. It's it's It's, it's, it's okay. a recovery time for me <laughs> before we hit the road for 10 hours. Um, Stanley Cup final last night, fellas. It was phenomenal. We didn't get tickets to the game, sadly.
1: We tried, but we're unsuccessful.
0: We tried. We tried. They were just so expensive. Yeah. Not only just that, so those
1: scalpers, man, were trying to rip people off. Man, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, like uh, the the cheapest ticket we saw probably for real was probably like what 800, 900 yeah. bucks, something like that. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how much money they were spending on those tickets. And you know, I, it's a good thing if people spent that much money and the result was <laughs> the way it was. Mm-hmm. I think if it was the other way around, they would have been a lot a lot um, worse off in mm-hmm. that situation. But you know, with the Preds battling back and beating the Penguins 5-1, uh, they were down 1-0 in the first period, came back in the second period, shot, got three goals, and they just did not look back from there. They they scored five unanswered goals to go on and beat the Penguins in Smashville. Pecorine turned turned away 27 shots out of 28 in total. Oh, pretty good. So he had a stellar game last night. The, the whole team in front of him, just defended the puck very, very well, kept him in the neutral zone, didn't give him much offensive time. And, you know, that's what happens when the Penguins are on their back and the Preds are just playing the way they like to play. They, they forecheck hard. They, they keep it along the boards. They don't allow any open ice. It was a very, very tough game for the Penguins. The Penguins, this was not their best game in the series by far. But unless you NBC, ask NBC. <laughs> unless you ask Mike Milbury and NBC, they said it was the best game that they've played this series, and they just have bad puck luck last night. Please, I I don't believe it. Child, I don't think. Please, I don't think the fifteen. Uh, the actually, I think it's about what nineteen thousand people in Bridgestone. I think it is, and then we had. They said they had over fifty thousand people outside on Broadway in the plaza, just everywhere downtown watching this game. Over fifty thousand people. So I think that there would be sixty nine thousand people who would disagree with NBC because that was just a demolition derby mm-hmm. for the Predators. So do you think the Penguins are in trouble now that they have the Pen- the Predators have this momentum from Game Three and they have Game Four tomorrow night in
1: Nashville? Well, I remember, Dylan, the, the Penguins in these playoffs they have not been a dominant road team. They've been obviously very impressive at home. But they're a different team on the road. I believe before last night's game, I believe on NHL Network they said the Penguins were five and four, or five and three on the road in the playoffs this season. So they they haven't been dominating on the road, and we saw that last night. the The Predators they're a different team at home. They're now eight and one at home in these playoffs. So the, the Predators, when you come in that building in the Bridgestone Arena, you, you better expect a dogfight, man, because. You're now gonna have the rocking. the predators yeah, going, but the fans, the seventh man, all in your face and telling you you suck and everything. I mean, yeah, it was crazy, but you gotta give the the predators credit. Last night, when Jake Gensel scored that first goal, it, the the air kind of went out the building a little bit. But mm-hmm. the the predators, they it's like I said, they had to keep crashing the net, put bodies in there, get rebounds, and that's exactly what they did. They put took it to Murray the whole night and chased him out after he gave up five goals.
0: Yeah, they did. Um, and speaking of the sound in the building, here's a clip of what it sounded like in Nashville after the second goal that Nashville scored against, Mike, against Matt Murray.
2: Montez-Auburn couldn't hold the puck in. Kessel with a stab at it. Knocked the puck into the attacking zone. Mark is in after <laughs> that chant is it's all your fault if you couldn't hear it clearly it is a wonderful atmosphere in this building
0: so yeah uh it, it was loud in the building <laughs> you know, we couldn't hear it out in the plaza but we had our own chant happening in the plaza and like I said it was just an electric atmosphere last night it was Insane,
2: inside and outside Bridgestone.
0: Yeah, we I mean, sh-
1: we chased those penguin fans out the building. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, they were just they were leaving in swarms. They they just.
1: I love it though. Where that one fan was walking out, and he was wearing a Crosby jersey, and everyone's on picking out, like, Hey Crosby, where you going? You going home already, man? <laughs> yeah, come on, man.
0: Also, another big stat in the game: um, Malkin and Crosby were both held scoreless, and this is the yeah. first time that's happened in the same game. Um, for those two Ooh. players, so that's that's Excellent crazy. Defense, yeah, scoreless, and I'm sorry, scoreless and um, shotless as well. They did not have any oh, shots wow. on goal last night, so that's that's incredible.
1: And while you're right, Crosby was trying to pick a fight with PK Subban after the game. <laughs> yeah,
0: and and also PK actually referred to that um, in a later interview and said that it was. He told him that his breath smelled bad, but he didn't know why because he. Had Listerine before the game, so uh, you know I, I think it was a little bit more than that. I think PK was just kind of giving us the PG version of yeah. what they were talking about, but you know, I, to me, I think the Penguins are on their backs at this point. If they, they if they go into Game Four and they lose Game Four as as decidedly as they did um, in Game Three, then I think it's going to be a tough tough road ahead for the Penguins because Nashville only needs to win one in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, I, th- I think that they can do it. I think they can. Oh, especially if they win game four. Yeah, if they win game four, it's, there's going to be so much momentum for the Predators that uh, it's going to be hard to stop the Predators from then.
1: Well, the Predators, to me, they still need to get a game in Pittsburgh. And to, the most crucial game, if they win game four tomorrow night, they need to win game five. If they win game five in Pittsburgh, I think they will wrap it up in game six at home.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully so. Like you said, 8-1 and one at home. Mm-hmm. It's a great stat. Um, and, you know, what, 5-3, 5-4, whatever on the road for the Penguins.
1: You I, better hope the refs in Pittsburgh, when they go in Game 5, aren't wearing Penguins jerseys. Like, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> they one. have been. They did in Game <laughs> 1 and Game 2. So,
0: we hopefully they'll call an even game. I, I think last night was an even game. I mean, I, I didn't really see anything that the Predators did that the refs should have called. I mean, I think it was an even game the way they called it. So um, there were a few things that happened to the Predators that I think there should have been a call. Like oh, the yeah. Phil Kessel play at the very end of the game. Oh, of course. He shouldn't have had a two-minute minor. He should have been get ejected. He should have been a major. Game. It should have been at least a major. I think it should have been a five-minute major, and he should, have been, um, he should have been taken out of the game. Uh, but, you know... That's just me. That's just my opinion. The league will see it differently. The league will say, oh, they called the right call and all that crap. So, whatever. Um, on to the Washington Capitals. Alex Ovechkin might not be a capital next season. Um, he might be going to Vegas. There are a few other suitors, too. But I think Vegas has been the, the hot team as of late. So, if Vegas wanted to get Alec- Alex Ovechkin, they'd have to do some pretty creative stuff to get him. Because they don't have players right now, first of all. And, you know, I I guess they'd have to do something with picks, or I don't know, but it would would have to be something really, really creative for them to actually get Alex Ovechkin. What do you think the chances are of Alex Ovechkin actually going to Las Vegas?
1: Well, right now, I would say it's slim. It's certainly a possibility. Now, I know our GM, he said that the Capitals were not trading Ovechkin as of right now, but... That could change as we go into the summer, later in the summer, because he's saying, I'm not going to trade him right now, but if we get a legitimate hockey deal, I would consider it. And Vegas has been the hot topic place that he could go is, well, one, from a Caps fan perspective, they're in the Western Conference, so you won't see him much. Uh, Number two, it depends, the the, the Vegas Knights will have plenty of cap space to afford him, but... Because he has four years and, like, $40 million left in his contract. And if you try to trade him outright, no one's going to take him except certain teams, like Dallas, Arizona, or Vegas. So, to me, with Vegas, it's, from what I read on the ESPN article, they have to be very creative, and it depends on what players they can get. If you can get Jacob Silverberg from the Anaheim Ducks, if you get him and maybe you get, like, a Joe Thornton who's free agents, or maybe a Patrick Marlowe and maybe a, a top draft pick in the future... If you can get something like that, I mean, I know the Caps, we're not going to get anything close to what Ovechkin's worth, but if you feel, and the only reason why I believe the Caps would at least consider it, because right now we only have 11 players locked up on a contract for next season, and as I mentioned, we need to keep Oshie, we need to keep Perikovsky, we need to keep Kuznetsov, we need to keep Orlov and, and some other players, just so we can rebuild. Now, if Ovechkin goes, it'd be interesting to see if the Capitals will be any good, I mean, if he's gone, we're not going to dominate the East next season. That's not happening. We'll probably be, at best, a wild-card team. So we'll have to wait and see. Otherwise, if they don't move Ovechkin, then you're going to be stuck with a lot of young kids from the AHL, from Hershey Bears and TJ Oshie, and you're going to have to just carry the load for one more season to see if they can finally make it past the second round. But we'll find out one way or another by the end of the summer for sure.
0: Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Vegas um, vegas golden knights and what players they get from every team and and their draft um i mean it could be a strong team like really i think that with the rules that are set in place in the league the only you know you can only safeguard certain players i think that there will be some good players available so the vegas knights will have a very very good shot of getting a solid team the first year they're a team so
2: and it would also be great for ticket sales for a season if they get Ovechkin. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he'll definitely put butts
1: in seats for sure. Marquee and, name. Uh, at least if for him, if he goes to the Western Conference, you, you don't have to worry about the Penguins and Sydney Crosby anymore.
0: Unless you go to the finals. but. Well, um, yes.
1: <laughs> but for Vegas going to the finals their first year, that's a big question mark. Oh, yeah. And, and, I mean, Especially in the competitive Western Conference with Nashville, Calgary, of course the Oilers. The Minnesota Dubs. Wild, Minnesota too. Wild, the, the Kings might be back. So the West is going to be very, very competitive. Hopefully the Kings aren't
0: back, but you know that's just me being me. There's
1: always a team to hate. Yeah. The Kings, the Red Wings, the Blackhawks. It's the Red Wings for me.
0: (laughs) Oh, also another tidbit from last night. The Rangers. There were unofficially, I don't know why they said this last night on NBC, unofficially five catfish that ended up on the ice last night. So just to throw that out there. They had a promotion. There was a local fish market here that... It was like a dollar twenty-five per pound for catfish, but if you had a ticket to Game Three or Four, you got a catfish for free. So I think at least five people took advantage of that offer and decided to throw catfish in the ice last night. Um, over to the NBA Finals, the Warriors won big over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, it was a dominant game from start to finish. I, I didn't think that. The Cavaliers and LeBron James were going to allow that, but it was. Kevin Durant scored 38 points in game one. Um, So at this point, do you think the Cleveland Cavaliers are taken off guard? Do you think that they're still confident in their game? Do you think that they win game two, which is going to be tonight? Um, What do you guys think about that?
1: Well, Dylan, the the Cavaliers just had a rough going in game one. And to me, the the difference... We know last year the Warriors were up 3-1, and they blew it to Cavaliers to come back and win it, and LeBron was the difference. But I think in this series, Kevin Durant is the X-factor in this series. No question about it. He brings a different uh, type of style to the Warriors, which they didn't have last year. They kind of kept relying on their three-point shooting from all over the place. Now, they still got that, but Kevin Durant, Steph Curry takes a little break here and there, Kevin Durant can carry the team. And... To me, he's going to be a difference maker. I know before the series even started, everyone was saying, oh, the Warriors, they're going to sweep the Cavaliers, or they're going to win in five games. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down, people. Are you kidding me? No. thats It's going to go at least six or seven. But after the way they play the game one, I'm like, the Cavs are in trouble. They need to win this game tonight in Golden State so to make it a series. If Golden State goes to Cleveland 2-0, and if they get one game in Cleveland and they're up 3-1, I do not see a repeat of last year where they're going to blow a 3-1 lead again. I don't see that happening. I think they will probably finish a series in five or six games at best. So, but you, you think about
0: how the Warriors got here. They swept all three of their opponents to get here. They sure did. Do you think that that is a blessing or a curse for the Warriors? Because they're kind of on their high horse right now. They, they They're riding high. They haven't... Actually suffered a loss in the playoffs this season. So, do you think that that's like I said, a blessing or a curse for them?
1: Well, from the Warrior perspective, I would think it would be a blessing only because look at the circumstances that team has been dealing with this all in the playoffs. Steve Kerr, he's not coaching them right now, he's dealing with his uh, illness, and you got Mike Brown, who he knows about the Cavaliers. He used to coach them, so he if anybody knows the Cavaliers, it's Mike Brown, and the Warriors, with all that talent on their roster, look, I you can say what you want about the NBA, you, I know it may look bad that, oh, the two teams that everyone predicted was going to be in the finals made the finals for the third straight year in a row, and no one, why should we even bother watching the playoffs or the record season at all? But the, the Warriors, they, they beat the Trailblazers pretty easily, they swept the Jazz, my Spurs, yes, they knocked out Kawhi Leonard and pretty much won that series pretty easily, and the me, the Warriors, they've been the best one of the top teams in the in the league, and they're just going to keep it going. Because they're there's that group with the three point shooting and it's just gonna be a tough team to stop no matter which way you slice it. Gary Joe, what do you think on this subject?
2: I think that it will be somewhat of a repeat of last year's finals. LeBron James, in my opinion, is the best player in the NBA. He will he. Cavaliers were caught off guard. It's one game. They'll get back to it. I would I'm not saying that they will win game two, but I think LeBron and the and Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, they're the type of players who are like, all right, team, let's go. It was game one. Forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we didn't do as we thought we were. Yeah. They'll they'll bounce back. Okay. If if I think if they do if they do lose tonight, it won't be like last game. It'll be a close one.
0: Okay. Um, this is a very important question for you. Okay. Are you a LeBron James fan? I sure am. We cannot be friends God, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot. Um, I'm sorry to say, you're walking back to Florida. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's okay. No, I'm kidding. But I just don't like LeBron James. Um, is this due to like how
2: he left my how he left Cleveland the first time, or
0: this is just due to him being him? I just I just your your hatred it for LeBron James.
2: It, this sounds like you you and him sounds like me and Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't have a particular reason for hating Tom Brady. I just hate Tom Brady. I mean,
0: okay, is LeBron James a great player? Yes, I think we can all say that from his stats, from his postseason. Yes, he is a great player. However, there's a difference between cockiness and confidence. He does not have confidence. He is a very, very cocky individual. Plus, he cries every time he gets hit. Sounds like Tom Brady. Sounds like Sidney Crosby. (laughs) Sounds like Sidney Crosby, too. Exactly. If you watch the game, oh my gosh. Um, But yeah, Sidney Crosby is the same way. But he's he's just one of those players that if something happens to him in the game and it does not get called... He just cries to the ref for I, like fifteen minutes. I, I I will give you that. It's just I have seen that. It's like come on, you're the you're the face of the league. Don't be like that. Come just on, don't you. be like that. Play, Play your game. Flop. If 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 you're not the flop artist, if you're not gonna win a uh, you know a, an Oscar for your flop performance this year, <laughs> then bro, if you just don't do that, you can still be a great player, a fantastic player. He's 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 a beast, but I just don't like him. Personally, I just don't like it. Um, so Chris Paul is with the Clippers right now, but he is planning on possibly leaving the Clippers, and San Antonio might be a suitor for Chris Paul. So, do you think that is a reality if uh, Chris Paul goes to the Spurs?
1: I certainly think so, Dylan. Uh, the Chris Paul he, he's been saying in the media lately that he's at least going to consider it. Now, we all know the L.A. Clippers are the only team that can offer a max deal. That's usually the case, though. But with the Clippers, it just hasn't worked out. They haven't really got past the first and second round. They haven't made it to the finals for the NBA finals. I mean, I know the Warriors are a big part of that and my Spurs. But Chris Paul, he's looking at, look, I need to win a title now. And I need to go somewhere where I feel I have the best chance to win the title. And if he feels that it's not going to be with the Clippers, I mean, you know he can't go with the Warriors. That's their fool. They can't take him. But with the Spurs, it would be an option because we don't know what's going to happen with Manny Ginobili. He might retire. Tony Parker, we don't know what's going to happen with him. He could stay for a year, but he could leave. You never know. Uh, We might have to make a few roster changes, but we know Kawhi Leonard's staying, and we know Lamarcus Aldridge is going to stay. So you bring in Chris Paul... To the Spurs, that's all of a sudden a, a good lineup. You got Paul, you got Leonard, Marcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge, you got Paul Gasol there. And uh, the the Spurs, with great Popovich still running the ship. I mean, the, the Spurs will be very competitive. And the Spurs know, know that after what happened when this past season with the Warriors, they have to retool the team every year to, to get better, to, to finally get to an NBA title. Because the Spurs, the last one we won was... I want to say, was it 2014 season? It was a year where mm-hmm. we played the Heat back-to-back. Back. The first yeah, time we played, yeah, and we yeah, lost. Yeah. And then the second time we went, we played St. Man, we won. So the Spurs want to get back to that. So I think if they can find a way to get Chris Paul, it would be a big step up for the Spurs.
0: You know, I don't think that – speaking of Tony Parker, I don't think Tony Parker is going to leave because I don't think he would want to end his career just by not being in the postseason because of an injury. I think he actually wants to end his career on the right terms so I think that he'll probably come back next season. But I mean you're right, there's gonna be some shifting in that in that lineup and Chris Ball would be a good addition for that team, even if you know Tony Parker does show up and, and, and continue to be with the team.
1: Well, one thing I wanted to point out is the Spurs, even though it was a slim chance, but they did they were in the final stages of last season getting Kevin Durant. Now he ended up going the Golden State Warriors, but the Spurs, with everything that the system is set up with Greg Popovich, Durant was at least interested in the Spurs. So he just chose not to go. Maybe this time we might get Chris Paul to come.
0: Well, I mean, of course, you'd be interested in the Spurs. I mean, look at that team. Look at the coach they have, in Popovich. I mean, he's the he's one. I think he's the best coach in the league. But I mean, that that's just me. I mean, he he's very dynamic. He's very oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he he just knows how to how to coach the game. He just knows that. He was the first person to start resting his players, his star players. And that's when he actually went to the NBA Finals, is when he started doing that for the first time. And teams were looking at him like he was crazy. But he was like, I'm just, I'm going to rest him. If it's the regular season, I know I'm going into the postseason. I'm not going to let my starters stay on the court and possibly get injured. I'm going to rest him for a few games. So, I mean, I, I think that started, you know, some a snowball effect in the league to where all these leagues now are. We've talked about it previously before where the league has started to – just rest their star players on certain nights and, and it's kind of ruining the TV ratings and stuff for NBA games. But, you know, I I think that the Spurs are a great team to work for and to work for and play for. And Popovich can up your game to a new different level. So if Chris Paul's on that team, um, I'd be, I'd be very scared to play the Spurs next year.
1: No, I totally agree with you, Dylan. And the, the Spurs in the past, they usually shy away from signing big marquee free agents, but that all changed when they got Lamarcus Aldridge back in 2015. So the Spurs have been in this aggressive of let's add a piece here, a piece there to make us more competitive and, and, and win the game. And the only reason why I mention it only because. The trend lately, well, a lot of these big NBA star free agents is like, oh, I gotta go to a big market. I gotta, I gotta get to Orlando. I'm looking at huge, Dwight Howard, and I gotta, and I gotta go to New York or Brooklyn or Chicago or Dallas or LA. So that's usually what players look at. But yes, mm-hmm. everything you said about the Spurs, you know, it makes a very attractive team just in case you don't get nothing anywhere else. To your thing on like,
2: to your thing on players leaving smaller markets or leaving and going to a different team because they want to win a championship. Here's how I look at it, like LeBron with Miami, KD with Oklahoma City. You know you are a like top five player. You know you are one of the best players. Instead of going, like you want to bring this, a championship to this city, let the other big players come to you. Don't go there. I think your name is big enough. Maybe your teammates are big enough. Hey, you want a championship? Come play with me. I'm not going to come play with you. Like, maybe if LeBron had done that instead of gone to Miami, like, hey, Wade, come to Cleveland. Hey, Bosh, come to Cleveland. Maybe they'd have more championships than just one. That's just me. That's something I've always thought of over the years, and then you brought that up. Thought I'd share it out there. Also
0: something for Chris Paul to look at, too. In the last 28 seasons, the Spurs have only missed the playoffs one time.
2: Was that probably when David Robinson and Tim Duncan weren't there?
0: Um, yes, that was before Tim Duncan was there because um, they, he, they did not miss the playoffs at all during Tim Duncan's career in San Antonio. Since ninety seven. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. So that's another thing to think about with Chris Paul. I mean, mm-hmm. even though, you know, the Clippers have been making the playoffs the past they, few years. They never get past the second they round. They never get past the second round. But
1: not only that, they're in LA, so they're like the second team that no one cares about, unlike the Lakers.
0: And you know, the funny thing is a few years ago when the Clippers actually had a good team, right right when they got their new GM or their new owner, um, the the city of Los Angeles was actually backing the Clippers. And because the Lakers were nothing, the Lakers had nobody on their mm-hmm. team, no playmakers. So, you know, the city of Los Angeles was up for grabs that year, but the Clippers have just not capitalized because they, like you said, they haven't made it past the second mm-hmm. round ever. Yeah. Blake so, Griffin
2: gets injured all the time.
0: Yeah. And so, and when, when you have these star players that, that, you know, your are their household names that are not on the court because they're injured they're not going to get followers that way. They're not going to get fans that way. And so, you know, having Blake Griffin, I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but they're playing him way too much in Los Angeles because they want to win games, and mm-hmm. he's he's one of the only reasons why they're actually winning games. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where Chris Paul ends up. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a, um, a lot of – Bless you. Bless you, you. If he had high interest in San Antonio um, and mutual interest with San Antonio.
1: Speaking of Los Angeles, there apparently was a report this week saying now that the Lakers are getting cold feet on Lonzo Ball, and they may pass it on in the NBA draft. What do you guys think? Do you think the Lakers will actually do that?
0: I think the Lakers have cold feet because of Lonzo's dad, LeVar Ball. Um, Adam Silver came out in a press conference this past week and said, look, guys, once Lonzo gets drafted... Lavar is going to be fine. Don't worry about him. He'll be okay. But I, you know, I think the Lakers after that press conference, they were like, "Is he really going to be okay though? Like, is he really going to be quiet?" Because I don't think he. Will. I don't think he will be. I think he's still going to be the face of Lonzo Ball. Still, I, I think he's going to go to every practice. He's going to pack Lonzo's meal for he's lunch gonna, every
1: day. He's going to be selling the Stay in Your Lane shirts. Yes, Stay
0: in Your Lane <laughs> shirts. He's going to try to be selling those shoes too. Those big ball of shoes in the concourse. <laughs> I I think that it'll be a huge headache for any team who takes Lonzo Ball because of his dad. And, and if they're, if a team does take Lonzo Ball, I think they'll have to sit down with his dad, Lavar, and say, look, here are the ground rules. If you do not follow these rules, your son is no longer going to play for us. I, I, th- I think that's the only way that we can do it. I, I think that... You have to set it up at the very beginning that way because if LaVar Ball has any freedom whatsoever in this organ in an organization. He'll run rampant. He'll run rampant. And I think it'll be it'll cost the team a lot if they don't nip it in the bud yeah. right at the very beginning. Because LeVar Ball is just He's a distraction. Uh, worse than that. I just don't like him. Same. Like a, he's like a an old LeBron James. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I I didn't watch much college basketball this year, but I never heard of Alonzo Ball until I heard about his dad.
0: Yeah. That's mm. the thing. I mean, it, it, he is the face of Alonzo Ball. Mm-hmm.
2: Look, if if you draft his son, you're going to draft him too. Yeah. He might as well come up on stage with a
0: jersey as well. Yep, He might as well be on the court. Mm-hmm. He could be a ball boy. Or the water boy. It'll, you know, I, I just so don't think it would be a great – it wouldn't be a good pick um, for any team. I know he's going to get picked high because he's a very, very good player. Mm-hmm. From UCLA, but uh, I just would not want that baggage with LeVar Ball. It's that that's going to be a whole lot for a team that picks him up, and I think the Lakers are the only team that can actually manage it, but because they're crazy too. I mean, Los Angeles is known for their antics. You know, their show like their showy antics, their flashy, flashy uh, gimmicks and such. So. It'll be interesting to see if the Lakers decide to pass Alonzo or not. Uh, I I don't think they're going to. I think this is just this is a report that we'll, we'll see in the next few weeks until the the actual draft. But it's kind of like with the um, NFL draft too. They they have these stories that come out a few days before saying you know these different things that never come to fruition. So yeah. I wouldn't believe anything you hear right now until the actual NBA draft occurs. So JT, I believe it's time for your. Football recap of the week.
1: That's right, football fans. And just to give you a recap of the latest news from this past week in the soccer world, I'm going to start with the European Domestic Cups, just to highlight a couple of those matches. Barcelona won the Copa del Rey against Alves, 3-1. Borussia Dortmund, they won the Deutsche Pokal in Germany. They won that title over Eintracht Frankfurt. They won that game 2-1. And in the FA Cup last Sunday, I believe it's, no, it no Saturday, I'm sorry, not this past, not this past, but the Saturday before. Arsenal beat Chelsea 2-1 in the FA Cup final. Uh, speaking of yesterday, yesterday was the UEFA Champions League final. The champions! And it was the final game in Cardiff, Wales for the Champions League season as Real Madrid they defeated Juventus. 4-1, to Cristiano Ronaldo, he scored two goals in that game yesterday, and wow, I mean, I really thought Juve was going to show up in this game, but Real Madrid just took it to another level yesterday, and they beat them 4-1, to so they won their second, this is the first time in a while that a team has won the Champions League title back-to-back, and they did it, Real Madrid did it, so now they have 12 Champions League titles, and they're going to be fun to watch, they're going to actually be in Miami next, in, next month in, in July, to play Barcelona in the El Clasico preseason version down in Miami. So that will be on July 29th. So that's when a lot of those European soccer teams will be over in the States doing uh, preseason tours, like the International Champions Cup. So you might want to follow that. Of course, the Gold Cup starts next month. So go USA. Let's win. Beat Mexico. And uh, the, uh, the Confederations Cup will start later this month as well over in Russia. Uh, just some quick hits on the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup trophy that happened in round three. Just to give you a few quick scores. The team we talked about last week, Christos FC, the pub team from Baltimore Amateur Club, they won their game over Chicago FC United. So they will play D.C. United in the fourth round. That will start in the middle of June. Uh, the, the U.S. Open Cup is usually known for cup sets. So that will be one to watch. FC Cincinnati, they beat Louisville. And another notable game I'll mention is Miami FC. They beat the Tampa Bay Rowdies 2 0. Miami FC will now play Orlando City on June 14th in the Orlando City Stadium. Speaking of Orlando City, Orlando City, they finally snapped their six game losing streak. They Hallelujah. They beat DC United 2 0 this past Wednesday. Ooh. Kyle Lahren, he scored a goal, and Giles Barnes. Scored a goal in the 8th minute. They won. So Orlando City, they're still in fourth place in the MLS Eastern Conference. But they will play the Chicago Fire tonight. So hopefully if we get a win there, it's going to be a big game. Bastion Schweinsteiger is coming to town. Is it in Orlando? Yeah, it's in Orlando. So hopefully Orlando City will get another win and we'll keep moving up that table. As for the ladies, the Orlando Pride, they also got a win yesterday. Heck yeah. They beat the Boston Breakers yesterday 2-0. Uh Marta, she got a goal and Jasmine Spencer scored. And it was a rainy day in Orlando. It's been kinda rainy all weekend back home. And it they played the rain, Oh of course, definitely, definitely. It's been um they got drought. the five thousand fans showed up and they're stuck it out in the rain and support the ladies and they won two nothing. So the Orlando Pride, they're moving up the table. They are now in seventh place. So hopefully they'll keep winning to move up the table.
0: J T, Alex Morgan watch. When is she coming back?
1: oh they have not announced a date yet, but I want to say July or August at the as the latest. She was definitely coming back. She's not going to stay in Europe. She stayed there. She, the women's team that she went to, Olympic Leones, they won the uh, UEFA Women's Champions League title. They won beating PSG. So they will. I think she will be released from her contract, and she will come back to Orlando City to finish up the rest of the season and. I'm sorry, Orlando. City. Orlando Pride, excuse me, and hopefully they will continue to pick up the form and maybe we'll see them make a playoff run, just like the Orlando City men's team is doing right now.
0: They're hoping to see that playoff uh, playoff time hit Orlando, and that that'd be great for well, the city of Orlando too. Orlando
1: City Stadium—they got a lot of stuff going on right now. They got obviously the men's team and the women's team, and they also have—they're hosting the U.S. Men's uh, World Cup qualifier match on October 6 against panama and they're also hosting the ncaa college cup which is the women's soccer final like the final four they do in basketball for the women they're doing that here in orlando that will be in november so a lot of exciting things coming to orlando in the summer and fall months
0: interesting stuff and that is the football recap of the week with jt um now let's move on to some just miscellaneous news it's actually both golf stories um i don't know how this happened but you know it I go with it. Uh, Tiger Woods got arrested for a DUI. Uh-oh. Apparently, it wasn't alcohol; it was it was drugs, um, prescription drugs. Prescri- I believe so. I, I, I haven't really seen the specifics yet on that, but it was not alcohol. Um, so, do you think? So, two questions. First of all, do you think Tiger Woods is done? Second of all, um, you know. In this situation, you already were pulling for Tiger Woods to make a, a, this huge comeback. because it would, have been great, it would have been a great story for sports to see him go through the affair, go through the divorce, all that kind of stuff, have the back surgeries, everything like that, but then come back and become a dominant player in, in the PGA Tour again. But now with this, it's even worse. I mean, it, it, you know, it's it's down with a DUI. Yeah. So do you see him actually
1: coming back and making noise in the sport if he does come back? I don't think so, Dylan. The only reason I say that is because he hasn't won a major since 2008. It's been almost a decade, and he hasn't won a major. And, I mean, obviously, Tiger Woods, he has to take the blame. He put himself in a situation to begin with. But, yes, we've been all kind of waiting and rooting for secretly just, hey, just get your life together, get it going, and, and, and come back. We've seen it so many times in sports Uh, I mean, Michael Vick, that was a different scenario, but he did his thing and he came back and had a moderate boost uh, coming back in the league, in the NFL, and we've seen that countless times. So uh, Tiger Woods, I mean, just do what you got to do to get yourself better, man. Uh, Take care of your back. Uh, Try to keep yourself out of these situations, man, and and, and try to focus on your golf game because we really want golf. I think they're doing okay without Tiger right now. But you know, it would be a nice story if he can just come back from this and and, and bounce back and have somewhat more success. I like to see him at least win one major, at least one before he calls it. Put on one just, more. Just get jacket. one more.
0: Yeah, one more. Yeah. Um, do you think he's? It, so you don't think he's done?
1: Do I think he's done? No. He's. He said he's still going to play. He's not going to stop. I'm just concerned that if with these injuries and putting himself in situation with his back and. Just don't know if it's gonna the the to has gonna be able to held up, so we'll just have to to see what he can do to to get that. But he's still gonna stick it out, so we'll we'll see what happens. But he's gotta keep himself out of trouble. That's the For most sure. important thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so on to the next piece of news. Phil Mickelson is gonna be missing the U.S. Open. He will not be able to attend because of his daughter's graduation, and it looks like he won't be. Getting a U.S. Open underneath his belt um, this year, at least, because he has never had a U.S. Open win before. So
2: that I did not know. Yeah,
0: that's 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 the one. That's the one win he needs to get, I think, to win all of them. Like at least one of all of them, you know, throughout mm-hmm. his career or whatever. So U.S. Open will not be um, be able to get grasp. That makes sense. I'm st- still recovering. People, come on. Um, but yeah, so he's not playing in the U.S. Open this weekend, so just let you know that, there's a little bit tidbit. Um, now on to segments, we have winners and losers, so we're going to go around the table here. We're going to start off with our guest first, Mr. Kerry Joe. So Kerry, um, what are, who are your winners and losers this week?
2: Well, I, for those that know me, I'm a wrestling aficionado. So oh, that's I'm right, gonna, we need to talk about yes. wrestling real
0: quick. Talk, talk about wrestling for a little bit. That's so,
2: fine. so the biggest thing going on in wrestling right now, you know, they're... There's a brand split, Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown just had their pay-per-view backlash where Jinder Mahal, a perennial jobber, for those that don't know what jobber is, that's the wrestlers' bottom rung of the totem pole. They get, they always lose to get the other wrestlers over. He just had a overnight push to the moon, and he is now the new WWE champion. So I will make him, even though he won it last week, I will make him a winner for this week. But this week they have the Extreme Rules Pay-Per-View, the one night of the year when all of WWE gets extreme. The big match for that is a Fatal 5-Way to determine the number one contender for Brock Lesnar's WWE Universal Championship. It's Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, and Samoa Joe. It's a Fatal 5-Way Extreme Rules match. I'm going to pick my biased subjective opinion I think that it's either going to be Seth Rollins or Bray Wyatt. Not Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor for Brock Lesnar. But either one of those guys can be a good pick, but they'll probably pick Roman Reigns because he's just their new golden boy. Of course he is. But it's I kind of don't like Brock Lesnar. He's a part-timer. I kind of don't like that because that title is new. Not many people like it. It got off to a bad start. It needs to be constantly fought for and defended. But he's a part-timer. He works when he wants to. But it'll be it'll it'll be a fun match, fun pay per view, and there are some other the Hardy Boys, you know. They'll be they'll entertain in a steel cage match. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Jeff and Matt, Jeff so, and Matt Hardy,
0: baby, the Hardy Boys. Yeah, there's a story. Um, so my girlfriend and I watched WrestleMania this year on the WWE Network because it was free. We decided, you know what, we're gonna, I'm just going to do the free trial for tonight and watch it. So. I was actually watching it. She watched it with me, forcibly. Um, mm-hmm. that, you know, she kind of had to. So we watched it, and right when that tag team championship match was happening, it was a three way. Right, it was a triple yeah, threat at first, triple threat, but then it became a fatal four. Mm-hmm. And when the Hardy Boys music came on, I heard one, one bar of that music, and like I one said, "Out of the bass line, the Hardy Boys." My girlfriend was like, "Huh." Like how do you know these guys? Like, how do you not know the Hardy Boys? It's the boys? '90s, like they it's were the like attitude the Attitude Era. They were the perennial tag team in the '90s. Yeah. Like they were the tag team you cheered for, Them they, and the Dudley Boys and the Dudley Boys. Well, I mean, yeah, no, they cheered for the Dudley Boys, and then there was for a little Edge while. But then there was that whole they turned heel for yeah. a little while. It was that was weird. after the ladder yeah. match Renaissance. Yeah, they were better face characters than heels, but oh, for sure. Um but now it seems like they want to just keep them heel. When they when they came back last time, the Dudley Boys, they well, want they they had they, a heel storyline still, right?
2: They came back, they they came back August of twenty fifteen to a monster ovation in Brooklyn, like their backyard. Then they were faced for about six months, and then they turned them heel against the Usos, and then they retired shortly I just, after. I just that.
0: don't get that. I just don't get that.
2: Yeah, well, they they were they were kind of treading water. Because they had, they were immediately inserted into a title feud with the New Day.
0: Oh yeah, and
2: then they lost, and then after that, they were just kind of just treading water. Oh well, hey, you want something to do? Here you go. Be bad guys, get people to boo you.
0: They'll come back in a few years.
2: Oh, they're I mean, they're they're certain they're, cert- they're going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. We'll definitely see them there. Yeah, we'll see them there. So
0: yeah, um, JT. Actually, well, we didn't even talk about winners and losers. So now it's on to you for winners and losers, Kerry Joe.
2: Well, the biggest winners obviously are the natural predators. Just go ahead and get that out of the way. But that's probably my only winners because I have really haven't been paying much attention to sports this past week.
0: You can just say the losers are yeah. the penguins, it's fine. Yeah. Oh of well, duh. That's, that's fine. Don't that, do that.
2: That's a given. And my eternal losers are the Mississippi State Bulldogs. <laughs> oh, okay. They will and always will be losers <laughs> to me. You know, people get on to me all the time. My friend like, Morgan will like that for oh, sure. Yeah. Like, people <laughs> get on to me all the time. You know, this is also for like Tennessee and Florida. Mm hmm. You know, <laughs> like when, yeah. you know, but, but the thing with Tennessee and Florida, you don't share a state. No. Oh no, yeah. It's true. No, no. Well, it's
0: kind of, I guess you can kind of say Florida and Florida state have that rivalry yeah. because I mean that they, they, that game is usually pretty heated. Mm-hmm. Especially year. when they're both good. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been, they've been good the yeah. past few years. So it's, that's been a heated rivalry, but I guess yeah. you can say that Mississippi but, State and Ole Miss are the oh, same yeah. way.
2: And people like my state f- fans, friends get on me all the time. Like other people, they're like, well, they represent Mississippi, so you should be cheering for them. I'm like, no. 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 Abs- no. Definitely not. Yeah, they represent the conference. They represent the state. No, I, I don't care. Nope. They're our rivals for a reason. Exactly. Because they will not cheer for us when we're in the national championship. Exactly. And that goes for probably just about any rival. That's just school pride for you, though. Absolutely. School pride.
1: Yeah.
0: Hotty totty. I think not the only
1: hotty. time Mississippi State would root for anybody is when they play Alabama Oh yeah, because until well, until this past season, but before Ole Miss beat Alabama two of the last three seasons, yeah, good
2: season. Well, now that that I'll bring this up real quick, even though we're still talking about winners and losers, when Ole Miss beat Alabama, the first of the back-to-back victories, I was sitting at a restaurant, sitting outside, because Mississippi State also beat top ten or top five Texas A and M that same day. That was the day that just Mississippi became the center of the football universe, which yep. was a great day in my life. And I see a lady. I see a lady walking by, in a Mississippi State shirt, mm. and she sees me wear my red Ole Miss shirt. Mm. At first, we both wanted to hurl insults at each other, but <laughs> she goes, "Hey, good game today," and I go, thanks you too."
0: Yep. It's kind of like, like me when we went up to uh, we went to, went up to wannabees karaoke bar. Um, we still need sponsors, by the way. So if wannabees, if you want to be our sponsor here, <laughs> to. Uh, so we went to Wannabe's karaoke bar, and there was a PINS fan sitting at the bar, and he was completely intoxicated, like he was <laughs> was this he was sitting at the end. Oh yeah, this is guy yeah. sitting in the end. Uh, I went up to him, and he saw my Preg jersey. <laughs> he looked up, saw my Preg jersey turned his head immediately like did not even look at me after that and i patted him on the shoulder and i was like man it's gonna be a good series He was like yeah man it's gonna be a good series yeah <laughs> no one takes care of the pins like that no one does and i was like well the fred's dead but um and they he, continue and to. they continue to go, so <laughs> uh, sorry um yeah and then the guy was like i probably wouldn't touch him because he'll i think he's gonna knock somebody out yeah. But, Hey, he was nice to me. He was okay. I mean, we we talked about it, and, and I I said, look, it's a very good series. It's going to be an even. I, th- I think it's going to be a very tough series for I, both teams. So, um, you know. Well,
1: I, we a lot of people at that place we went to the last night were having a lot of drinks. Yeah. Oh. There was even a bachelorette party. like two bat, three bachelorette parties going. Ba- oh, there. Back- okay. There were it probably more crazy. than that. Pink cowgirl hats. There were probably yeah. more than that. another one. Well, that's the three we saw. When we were over there. I don't know how many people were at the FGL house we went to, but. There's a lot of, a lot of bachelor parties going on.
0: Yes. Um, carry, uh I'm sorry, JT. Winners and losers? Winners and losers.
1: Okay. So, my winner for this week is pretty obvious. Cristiano Ronaldo. Just because, look at the season he's had. He won the European Championship of Portugal, won the Champions League, won the uh, Ballon d'Or best player in, in, in soccer this past season. And then he wins another Champions League title and La Liga. So, Cristiano Ronaldo is on a roll for the second year, and he's just been on fire. Now, he's going to lead Portugal in the Confederations Cup. It's the first time they're ever playing that tournament. So, we'll see if he can get another trophy with them in Russia this summer. But it's been another busy year for Cristiano Ronaldo. So, he's my obvious winner. Uh, one quick Luge I'd like to mention, though, is Antoine Griezmann for the other Madrid team, Atletico Madrid. There's been all this talk he was gonna to go to Manchester United, but he won't be able to go now because Atletico Madrid is on a transfer ban, so he will not be allowed to leave because they—if he goes, Atletico Madrid can't replace him. So he's gonna stay around for another year. My other loser is well, since he's brought up with the Penguins, I'm gonna say Evgeny Malkin. Why? Because Evgeny Malkin, obviously, he had no shots in the game. He was clearly frustrated. And then this morning, I saw a video. He's walking out the, walking down the off the ice and going into his locker room. As he's he going on the, the Predators fans are packing him and stuff like that. And one of them throws a one of those towels at him. And he he literally raises he he was so pissed he like <laughs> raises his stick up at the fan, wow. and the fans like holy bleep. Malkin, what are you doing? Holy I was believe. like, yeah, it was on camera. He literally said that. I'm like, he said, Holy bleep. Yeah, Holy bleep, Malkin.
0: Holy bleep, Malkin. And, and, New soundbite.
1: Is he raises his, his <laughs> stick? So I'm like, and it wasn't like just a slice. He was like way up there. Like, I'm like, Malkin, come on, man. Come on, man! I know you had a rough night. Come on, man! Jeez, don't start taking out on the Preds fans. Oh man! True.
0: Oh my God! So he's
1: my loser of the week.
0: Okay, well I have a winner and loser as well. Um, my winner this week is Henry Zolnercheck for the Preds. They are twenty four eight and one with him in the lineup, and number two, eight and one in the postseason this year with Henry with Harry in the uh, in the lineup. So that's big news for him, uh, He that was the first game he's played in the series too so he's a very very good player for the Predators, add some skill, add some speed to the, their game and that third line line, I mean that fourth line last night looked very very good with Zomracek. Um and also they brought in uh, P.A. Parental as well so he was on that line too but yeah it was very good very good uh, line there so Henry, uh, Henry Harry is my winner of the week, my loser of the week is the national media for TV uh, because... Let me
1: guess. NBC?
0: <laughs> well, NBC too. Um, <laughs> this is a twofer, I guess you could say. So NBC is a loser because they thought that last night's game was the best game the Pen- Penguins have had in this series, even though they lost 5-1. to one. Um, That's number one. I don't know. The thing is, have you ever heard that phrase, that expression? Don't speak... Until you, it's not, it's not expressions. I like don't speak until you actually know what you're going to say. Yeah, okay. Until you actually think it through before you say it. They don't think it through before they say it. They just blurt things out of their mouth. Mike Milbury sucks. Still, I hate <laughs> it. I think there needs to be a chant Nashville for Mike Mil- Milbury because he j- he's not a not a Preds fan at all. He's awful. Um, so that that's one half of it. The second half is they thought that this year with Nashville being in the final that they were not going to have good viewership at all. In the Stanley Cup final. Now, these are numbers from Game 2. I've not seen numbers from Game 3 yet because they haven't gotten the numbers back today. But for Game 2, viewership was up 27% versus last year's Game 2. There were 3.2 million people watching the game, a 16.3 rating in Nashville, 97,000 streaming per minute, and 27% increase from 2016. Like That's incredible numbers for the Predators. They should be very, very proud of the numbers they're getting and, and also the, the performances they're, they've been having in the playoffs, um, especially with that game last night. It was a dominant game from start to finish. Even though they got that one goal um, with the pins at the very beginning of the game, yeah. kind of took the air out of the building for a little bit, but then once they got yeah. that first goal... They were getting uh, their jitters out. Yeah, they got the jitters out, and it was just a rampage after that. Um, so it's going to be very fun to watch the next game it's going to be a fantastic series and like I said I I think that the Preds can pick one up in Pittsburgh Um, I hope it's game five instead of game seven but you know it it can't be a historic run without a game seven so
1: it's the two best words in sports yeah game seven
0: yep or overtime.
1: Well, uh, unless you're my Capitals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, unless you're the. Cavs. Or overtime game seven. Overtime. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's a little tough. Well, they already had an overtime game seven in the last. Yeah, that in the was last, a, last year's between the with Penguins the and the Senators. Yeah, the Penguins oh, yeah. and the Senators with double had. overtime. A double overtime, which the Senators should have probably won that yeah. game. Oh, yeah. but it's the Penguins. Uh, yeah, it's. It, I'm telling you, it's the. They're refs. the new Red Wings. It's the refs. Anyway, um, final thoughts. From all of you guys, we'll start with uh, Carrie Joe. Carrie Jo,
2: just final thoughts, just in yeah. the sports yeah. world,
0: yeah. whatever's on or your mind, or whatever's on your mind, whatever you well, want to just, whatever you just want to say. Whatever Carrie you want to talk about, man. We are well, here for you. We're here to listen for you. Well, it's and our been, listeners are here to listen to you.
2: Well, I'm gonna eat crow a little bit in front of Dylan because we had planned this trip. What about a week or two ago? Yeah, something like that. And I'm just like, hey, you know. If we can't get tickets, we'll just watch it on. Carrie Broadway. Joe had cold feet. Well, because I didn't give away three days of making money to watch a game on TV. True. I would rather watch it in the no, arena. I, I agree. I agree. And I, and I would shell out big money for it because it's, it's a Stanley Cup.
0: Yeah, Stanley Cup final. And, and like I said before, we tried to get tickets. Yes. However, my connection with the Predators uh the, the director of ticket sales which he if he can if he can get hand, his hands that on tickets anybody would be a man who can anybody get, can get his hands on tickets and yeah and, and so he's the man that can do it but they sold out very quickly with season mm-hmm. ticket holders for this series and there were player holds league holds coach holds things like that to where there were just no tickets available yeah. at all and so the cheapest one we found online like i said was like 800 900 bucks and that was it yeah. so it was hard to get tickets.
2: But I ended up coming anyway. I've had a great time. Na- Nashville's always been a great city. It has. So. Well, it we're good. glad you're here. I'm glad I'm you're glad here. I'm here. And, yes. and, and and this is my first podcast too.
0: It is. so Probably not your last. No. Prob- I say probably. <laughs> we got to look at the numbers after this. Just to see. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll see. You'll come back. We want you to come back. Sounds good to I me. I already know it's going to be a hit. Let's hope. Yes. And if you guys crossed. haven't seen the video, I'll post it on our Out of Bounds podcast page of you um, as the Ole Miss ball boy.
2: And feel free to post the Ole Miss Gongram Style parody as well.
0: Oh, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you, that existed. I thought I told you. I don't think so. I to well, I need to Google it. it. We gotta, yeah, we got to Google it, YouTube yes. it. Yes.
2: That, that was before the Ballman okay. video. But the Ballman yeah. video is more popular because yes. it's
0: on ESPN. Yes. They, you were on the top ten, right? Or no?
2: No. The... Um, in the, in the video, in one of the shots, like when I'm running down the sidelines, a commentator, I think it was Fran Fraschilla, whatever his name was, mm-hmm. he actually commented on me. And then, due to that ugly, troll, Red Lightning, Florida State ball boy, he was just the talk of the town. Make a long story short, when he graduated, he did a two-month internship for the Falcons. There was like an article on ESPN, like who are his replacements. And I was one of them. But then my brother decided to, well, in, in his defense, you know, journalism is all about making sure you have your facts straight. Yeah, true. He told the writer of the article that I had already graduated college and I was already in the NFL before Red Lightning was. And then the writer went ahead and changed it and took me off the list. Uh, but I I still had that screenshot when screenshot. my name was. On. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's so,
0: a good thing. It's a good thing, uh, JT. Final thoughts.
1: Well, my final thoughts are going to be about our taking the out of bounds podcast on a road trip. So it was fun, it was very exciting. Uh, it's not over yet. We well, it's not over we yet. We still no. have at least 10 hours. We still hours got to a people. hit 10 hour drive. <laughs> we still got <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, at least we
2: won't be leaving till we won't be leaving at seven o'clock. Yeah, true. We'll Lighting be leaving a lot
1: night, earlier yeah. than that. Yes, yeah. So it was a great road trip. Um, I had a lot of fun. We stopped in Gainesville at Blaze on the way, and that was pretty cool. I know we talked about no lines, unlike at Disney Springs. So yeah. that was a really good experience. Uh, and we got to Nashville like 4.30 in the morning. Cool. Uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep because I had to go prep for my networking opportunity with the Tennessee Titans for their sports career fair yesterday. That was a really good experience. Got to network with a lot of teams with the Atlanta Hawks, the Falcons, the Braves, the Louisville Bats. Um, who else? At the, of course, the Titans, Nashville Sounds, and IMG Learfield, which is like, does with universities like all over the place. So I network with some people there, and we'll see what opportunities open up down the road if anything does. But that was very fun. And of course, yesterday we spent all day in downtown Nashville, meeting a lot of people and interacting with fans during the game uh, at the Bridgestone P- Arena Plaza. It was very crazy. We saw Linda Cohn down there. We yeah, saw, we did. Uh, the reporter for uh, Fox Sports uh, tennis t- Tennessee. L- uh, I
0: can't remember her name. Lindsay. Oh, my gosh. I ha- I had it before you oh, said that. Okay.
1: Well, her name's Lindsay. Yeah. We'll have to Google it. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of media people there. Uh, we met Dylan's friend, the, the wrestler guy, the guy with the wrestling mask. Yeah, we did. And
0: Ultimate that was, Predator. Ultimate yep. Predator, Ultimate yes, Predator. sir. Yep. Shout out to Ultimate
1: Predator. So that was pretty cool. And like I said, just interacting with the fans and everything, that was awesome. And, and I love Nashville. I've been here plenty of times. And we, like I told Dylan, we went to after the game. We had some, a couple drinks. So ran to a bunch of bachelorette parties. They were all over the place. But we ate some good food too at uh is it d- 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 Demos? Is that demos, Demos,
0: Demos, Yeah,
1: that was a really good uh, uh, place with uh sp-
0: the steak and spaghetti. That's what we got. Again, we need sponsors. So Demos, if you want to hit us up, do it. Like hey, we're we're open for business. So yes, Whatever. this
1: road trip has been great. Um, as Dylan mentioned, we're not done yet. Uh, we're gonna stop by Hot Lanta, down the road and get, get some, some varsity, varsity. baby. Right across from GT, Georgia Tech. And then um, we'll be down in Modesta, Georgia, where some Fazolis. Yes. late tonight. The and, and then we'll be home and, uh, and get ready to go back to our cast member lives, where our dreams come true at Disney World. So, very exciting trip. Um, hopefully, maybe down the road we'll be to do another road trip. But I like it. Yeah. I love it. I, I want, want some, some more, more of it. it. That's a <laughs> nice segue. Dun, dun,
2: dun,
0: dun. Yeah. <laughs> you got the of Yeah, so um my <laughs> final thoughts. Thing. The Predators, like I said, they had a phenomenal game last night. Um I'm looking forward to watching game four tomorrow from Orlando, actually, so I'll be going somewhere to watch it. And uh yeah, that's my final thoughts. So thanks for listening to the show today, guys. Um Follow us on Twitter, OOB Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Out of Bounds Podcast with Dylan James. Uh, Follow us on our website too, outofboundspodcast.com. We haven't been posting on there very often, but we're going to be ramping that up um, in the next few weeks. And email me if you have any feedback, thoughts, suggestions at at dylanatoutofboundspodcast.com. And we always want to hear those suggestions. Also, on iTunes and Stitcher and all those, give us a five-star rating. Leave some feedback. Leave some suggestions for possible segments and um, things we can do better for the show because we want to make this show better for you jt what are your twitter handles
1: well my fans you can reach out to me on twitter at jtsocka88 that's at jtsocka88 you can email me at jt at out of and you can also hit me up on my blog it's called jtthesportsguy.com
0: Carrie, joe would you like to share your twitter handle as well my Twitter handle is
2: at CJOE Davis. At C Davis.
0: There you go. C Joe Davis. All right everybody, thanks for listening once again, and we will see you in Orlando next week.